For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Uh, how's it going, brother? <laughs> it's good, man. I yeah, thought the Hawks I, won. You're damn right it's good. I thought I'd get a bigger... Fucking pep it up, man. You were gun-ho for last week's episode. We actually won, and you're like, just, ah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I, I thought I would get a bigger reaction from this picture. I was so excited to record the reaction. I get like a, oh, yeah, look at that. Look at, remember that time I picked off the Eagles three times and used their goalpost as a punching bag? Like, MBD, bro. Yeah. Got to act like you've been there before, you know? <laughs> Somehow I, I mean, knew you'd say that. I, I expected to make that play. Hey, man, when you're, when you're 51 savage, you know. <laughs> as I am. Have you ever um, had a nickname? Other than that one, which I gave myself, um, <laughs> I actually, I actually, I think, I don't know if I gave myself the nickname, but I grew up in Massachusetts. Yeah. So shout, shout out to the Tri-Town, <laughs> Rentham, Plainville, Norfolk. Um, and everyone back east and Katie probably heard it uh, when she was back there. Everybody says, yeah, yo, what's up, kid? Kid, guy, right. kid, but it's okay. mostly kid. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, do you mind, kid? We, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. It's like the Upper East Coast <laughs> yeah. version of bro or dude. It's exactly what it is. And, uh, and so when I got here, you know, I literally was a kid. I was like 22. And I'm calling all these grown-ass men. I was like, oh, yeah, do you mind, kid? And, like, they're looking at me like, the fuck did you just call me? And I was like, no, I say it with all, with all due respect. Sure. It's, you know, it's nothing. But, you know, you got some grown-ass men that are looking at me like, like what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> a lot of things, but. <laughs> <laughs> so what did, did they give you a nickname? So they called me the kid. Oh, and okay. As you know, the problem with that, there's only one kid in the city of Seattle. That's right. That's right. He wears number 24. Ken Griffey. Yeah. Ken Griffey. Man. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, would, I don't know. I would never know how to feel about that one. Right. You know, I was like. You know, I don't think Ken would appreciate this. Well, Lofa so. is already a nickname anyway, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, a shortened, abbreviated from my uh, my middle name. Right. Yeah, Lofa. Yeah. I, th I just a think lot of people. Go a lot ahead. of people in Massachusetts were having trouble saying Maya Lofa. So we just called, <laughs> I just, like, just called just me shorten Lofa. it up. Yeah. Well, I think the reason, you know, commentators in your playing days, like they didn't need to give you a nickname. Your name was already so unique and recognizable that it's like, it, it, I don't know. It wouldn't do, serve you justice if you were like, you know, the night warrior or something stupid. I don't know. Whatever. Do you know what's funny? <laughs> the I don't thunder. Know if it's funny, but, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it would seem disingenuous. I've been getting, since, since I joined social media, Instagram, um, last year. It's been like a year now. And uh, I get a lot of people sending me this one YouTube clip. And it's Lofa the Lion. Oh. Okay. <laughs> or... I gotta find it. I'll, are you find it are you a Leo or something? I no. Oh no. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where. Let me see if I'm just can trying find to cover the astrological part of the podcast. 
Yeah, I'm a Scorpio. Oh, okay. You know? oh, um, all right. Oh, that makes what sense. Are you? You're such a Scorpio. What? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Pisces, but I don't even know what it means, man. You know, I tell people, especially living down here in Hollywood, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm a Pisces. And then people are like, oh, that makes so much sense. And I'm like, well, I should just start saying the wrong one on purpose and then see what they have to say. I'm a Sagittarius. Yeah. <laughs> hey, ooh, I could give you that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lofa, the Polynesian lion is... <laughs> Literally, I, it was actually pretty. It was a pretty cool video. Yeah, uh, you know, so thank you to whoever did it. Yeah, but um, you know, let me, I gotta show you this graphic. Though. This one graphic's <laughs> hilarious. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm see. going to my phone's contact list right now because I'm gonna change the way your name is saved. You are now just gonna be What's the Polynesian gonna, Lion. The, the Poly Lion. Yeah, I had Do you it have in a there nickname? Fifty One Savage. Well, no, not really. I mean. So, okay, so on social media, I'm B-Dav, B-D-A-V-V. <laughs> oh, that, that, that graphic is sweet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They put a lion's face over my head. I yeah. like that. Well, you know, you're the I lion. Think it looks better than me. I think it looks yeah. better than my, my normal face. <laughs> yeah, so I, got, I, I, so. I have the, the handle on social media because I have one of these buddies down here in L.A. who is like a guy who is always the first to know about new trends, and especially in the world of technology and stuff, he works in like app development and things like that. So when Twitter was first coming out, this buddy of mine was on it when there was only like a couple thousand people on Twitter. Right. So he was like, Brett, you got to get on this thing. It's going to be the next big thing. So he signed me up for it and put in a stupid nickname instead of my full name. Cause that's what we all used to do. Remember when you had like an AIM name or whatever, it was never your name. It was like some silly something you made up. So that's what I did on Twitter. And then people started calling it me in real life. And I don't even like it to begin with. I wish I was just at Brett Davern on everything, but I'm not because I was so ahead of the game, man. You set the trend. (sighs) So there's that. Unfortunately, you you put the wrong nickname out there. So I sort of gave myself a nickname. And then also on Awkward on the TV show, I gave myself a nickname because we were talking about nicknames one day. And I was saying that you can't give yourself your own nickname. And I said... As an argument, I said, wouldn't it be stupid if I just started calling myself, you know, like Wild Thing or something like that? And then, of course, they all started calling me Wild Thing. And then, like, for four years at work, it would be like, uh, everyone, Wild Thing is needs a water. Wild Thing is coming to set. You know, Wild like, Thing approaching the set. Yeah, Wild <laughs> Thing is flying in, you know, and so that Rick became, Vaughn? So I guess I gave myself a nickname twice. Yeah, Rick Vaughn. Hey, yeah. I mean, it was. I guess we were meant to meet and have a podcast if we've both given ourselves a nickname twice. It's meant to be um, serendipity. So I will tell you a story about that picture since you put it up. Okay, it's a picture. Uh, by the way, if you're just listening, my background mm-hmm. on Zoom today is a picture of our very own Lofa Tatupu using the Eagles' go post as a punching bag. There's that was Monday Night Football, my rookie year, and uh, you know, primetime game and. You know, my defense coordinator comes up to me and he's like, are you ready for primetime? And, you know, we already had a Sunday night, but I guess it's our first Monday night. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, it's a night game, whatever, man. And uh, he's like, you know, you're not going to make any plays out there. <laughs> oh, I was like, yo, I was like, John, John Marshall's his name. So, John, if you're listening, I appreciate you, uh, you know, motivating me there. I said, John, I'm going to score tonight. And I go, and when I do, make sure you watch me because I think you're going to remember the the celebration. Yeah. And so, so John coached the Niners, and 
you know, uh, back then there was a guy that wore 51 that used to throw vicious hooks to the goalpost by the name of Ken Norton Jr. Mm. And Kenny coached me at SC. And uh, so when I scored, you know, every they, they had the camera panned on me and I held up the finger because like, hey, yeah, here it comes. I'm going to show you guys. And because also my guy Vi Sikahema used to, hit the the goalpost too. Now, see, everybody thought it was Rocky, but it was really a tribute to those two guys. Kenny Nort, who coached me, and Vaisekahem, who's also, you know, of Polynesian descent. Nice. And, uh, and so, yeah, I was hoping, was hoping, you know, some of the backers were going to score this week, you know, and, and do the uh, celebration. Because it's such a great celebration. Hey, um, the Seahawks, they, they, did a, they did a celebration in the end zone. Was it uh, Quandre Diggs did the fly Eagles fly? But, of course, he's wearing a... Seahawks uniform in their end zone. I mean, what is it about you Seahawks? You like to disrespect these Eagles, man. You know what? It is my favorite place to play. I, obviously, and DK Metcalf's too, uh, judging by his stats. But what makes it so special is the fans. Um, they are just rowdy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you come out for pregame, and they're talking shit. Yeah. Like, big time. And relentless. You know, oh, it's even the kids. <laughs> little kids, you know, there. Little Fuck kids you, like Tatupu. You suck. Yeah. You fucking suck, Tatupu. I'm like, yo, how old are you? Are you eight? Like, are you, is that a beer in your hand? Uh, but no, nah, then it's like, and it's just, it lets you know, it's like, yo, you just be ready for a fight. Yeah. You know? And because, yeah. um, you know, all the years that we played, even though the game, the score might have been lopsided that, that Monday night game, but the, the other one came down to the, to the wire. And um, they've always been a tough team, you know, because Andy Reid was coaching there and Peterson coached Randy Reid. So I know he runs a, a, you know, a tough crew too. But it was the fans, man, that, you know, just like when everyone leaves here, you know, the players, they're like, man, you know, I can't hear all the offensive <laughs> players and the quarterback doesn't have a voice, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And and the defense is just like, man, what just happened? To there? kind of flex on them a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I, they have the greatest intro, you know, Philly fans, if you're listening, which I doubt you are, uh, the intro, they make you come out individually. Like you can't come out as a team. We're like, Oh, we're coming out as a team. Um, you know, and they're like, no, nah, no, nah, buddy, you guys are coming out one at a time. Like, <laughs> and I was like, all right, whatever. And like, so, you know, Lofa Tatupu, middle linebacker, number 51 from Southern California, sucks the whole <laughs> the whole crowd does it in unison and it's like it's beautiful it's <laughs> it's really quite impressive and leroy hill 56 from clemson sucks and you know you want to flip them off right 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 you're just like you like because you're not gonna <laughs> so you have to get your revenge on the field making plays yeah but, but it's it's impressive how they, and one of my, I think I told you this story before, one of my buddies, the game, I had the three interceptions um, on the third one, which sealed the game. He said he was up in the three hundreds. He said, just in my Jersey and just a waterfall of beers just <laughs> onto him. And he was just like, <laughs> like I, I expected that. Like, what, yeah. do, you know, what do you expect? Oh man. Well, but, it, anytime the Seahawks play the Eagles, I mean, I think I see a bunch of tweets out there. I saw a bunch of tweets over the weekend of all your highlights and stuff. Cause I mean, you had four interceptions, I think total against them throughout your career. I dropped two. Oh, come on. 
You still doing push-ups? The... You still doing push-ups on the sideline? I, I, I should. I should. I should hit yeah. twenty right now. Come on, just drop ten for each of them. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, let's talk about uh, the game that was on Monday night. So let's officially start the show. Right on, man. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. Takes the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Oh. Holy cat fish. Hey, that's great football now. It's going to work now. Let's keep playing. Who's got my best? I got your back. That's Lofa. Oh. My player. Trouble playing. Thunder. All one. Ready, please. Russell looking. Go Hawks. Russell scrambling. Go Hawks. Pump faking. Go Hawks. Still looking. Now he spins out. We got a fly, baby. 40, down the far sideline. He's still moving. He's going to go. Yes, no. 20, 10. They do it again. Touchdown. 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 Seahawks. It's the Seahawks podcast on the Believe Sports Network. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I am Brett Davern. He is Lofa Tatupu. You guys can email us anytime. Seahawkspod at gmail.com. If you've got questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, whatever you got. It's all fair game over there. Seahawkspod at gmail.com. Also, I want to take a second to thank our wonderful sponsor, betonline.ag, your online wagering experts for all of your sports wagering needs. They also have a 24-7 online casino, which never closes, full of table games and uh, poker and blackjack and all kinds of stuff like that. So everything that you need for wagering online is at betonline.ag. Don't forget to use our promo code. Believe, spelled B-L-E-A-V. To get all the welcome bonuses at betonline.ag. Uh, let me get to my notes here, Lofa. I mean, buddy, Monday night football, um, night game for the Seahawks. You know, we always play well in prime time. For, for some reason, in my mind's eye at least, the Seahawks always do well in Philadelphia against the Eagles. So I was feeling good going into this game, and they didn't disappoint in the win column. The Seahawks leave with a 23-17 victory. Uh, but the game didn't feel as close as the score indicated, but also the game just sort of felt weird all the way around. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts coming out of this one? Just lingering, man. I don't, I don't know what we did. No, there was no uh, momentum or it was just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know how to put it into words. It was, it was a herky jerky. Sloppy. Yeah. It wasn't sloppy, but it was just like, what are we doing? Uh, right. The, the fourth downs, I kind of, you know, upsetting to start the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, points are a premium anytime. I understand we stopped them a couple times. And so it gives you kind of like the confidence to go for it. Uh, but, you know, would have loved three extra points, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Towards the end of the game the when end. they started making it, when they started to make it close. And oh. it's just like. When they lined up for that onside you know. kick, I was like, let's not, let's not have this happen. Can we just please no. not? I don't want to. I, yeah, I, I couldn't, couldn't believe what I was seeing. I, we can talk about the Hail Mary when we get to the end of the show. Yeah, but. I mean, we'll get there. Like, dude, there this, was, no rhythm. No rhythm. That's to the entire game it, for both teams. I felt like this either game, teams. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to provide an excuse right now. I don't, I don't like providing excuses, but the only thing I can come up with is that last night's game, the Monday night football game between the Eagles and the Seahawks is a perfect example of why 
it, it's just not as great without fans in the stands, I think. I think crowds and different crowd reactions, and as we were just talking about Philly fans, you know they would have been booing at certain points. There's a level of entertainment that a live crowd brings to a game, and a game like that where there's no real rhythm and no real flow to the game I think is, is sorely missing uh, that element. Oh yeah, I mean Philly would have been booing their own their own team too last night. I mean, it, every series would have got a boo. At one point, <laughs> I I was kind of upset. I thought the guy doing the fake crowd noise should start hitting the boo button in their own stadium. Can you imagine if the guy <laughs> sitting at the control board starts yeah, hitting the boo? I mean, well, you know, wake the players up a little, right? <laughs> I mean, it was really confusing. You know, I know this is a you know, Seahawks podcast, but it was very confusing that. You bring Jalen Hurts in for one, one play. I mean, it was, it was going to be a series. There's a penalty. One for one, a nice, you know, just rifle over to the left. And all right, Jalen, get off the field. Yeah. Like, I, gotta, I was saying thank you, yeah. Doug Peterson. Yeah, me thank too. I got a little nervous when they brought him in because I was thinking, here comes a quarterback that we know can scramble a little bit. We saw what he could do in college. I mean, we just lost to Kyler Murray a couple weeks ago. You know, we have problems with quarterbacks like that from time to time. So um, I, I got really nervous and I just, yeah, send Doug Peterson a thank you package for putting Carson back in the right. game. Yeah. Um, let me ask you the question though, Lofa. I mean, did the Seahawks, you know, did, did the Seahawks really go out there and win this game or are the Philadelphia Eagles just kind of bad? Hey, a little bit of both, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, score was 17 and nine until what? Like, five eight minutes left or whatever i think we kicked two more field goals or whatever but it was 17 to 9 is what we beat them by both times last know, year so weird I, was, I know i was like watch us win 17 to 9 again i said it <laughs> i was watching it. weird and, uh, scores always but um yeah and it you know so did we win i i gotta say yes and that's not just optimistic loaf talking you know it's uh that we held the nine points until that final drive the final you know minute 15 you know, Carson makes a couple plays and, and then throws that. I don't know if you want to call the Hail Mary. There was like a couple people gathered, a couple people just hanging out. I don't know what that was. Um, phenomenal catch by Richard Rogers. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. That, that was impressive. Yeah, for I don't sure. Think I've ever seen one like that. No. But, um, but they held him to nine points the whole time. You never really felt like the game was in doubt. So um, we did enough to win. Uh, that, that's, that's all I could say. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't our best performance, obviously, but I'm encouraged by what the, to anytime you hold an NFL offense to, to that few points right. until that last one. Yeah. That's job well done, especially well, with where we've been at, you know, for right. Defense. That's what I was going to say with a defense that's been hemorrhaging yards all year to hold the Philadelphia Eagles to 250 yards total as an offense. And that's thumbs up from me. That's a, that's an a plus as far as I'm concerned from this, from this defense, especially seeing what the offense can do when they're in a good rhythm. I think, you know, going forward on the fourth down, I guess we can get into that right now. Like on the first drive, I was with them for going forward on fourth down when it was on the one yard line. But then when we, when we, well, the way that we went for it and we lost those yards and you give them the ball back on like the six, it kind of defeated the purpose a little bit for me, but I was okay with it. The second one and then not getting it again was you know, one is, what is it? What do they say? One can be an accident, but two is a pattern or whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That one, all of a sudden my stomach started to churn and I thought, I don't like this game very much. Well, yeah, you, you get, 
you know, as a fan anyways, I know as a player, it doesn't, you know, change your mindset of, you know, all right, well, I'm just, I'm the defense. I'm going out there. I'm going to stop them. Mm-hmm. But as a fan, you're kind of like, man, don't let these guys hang around. Right and make this a game don't let them gain any confidence don't right. let them go up seven nothing on us yeah um, totally and, and start to just stick stick out their chest and be like yeah we're gonna we're gonna beat you today so yeah. um i definitely understand that aspect well and then by the time they got helped out with one of the worst blown calls of all time that that intentional grounding that should have been like a 30 yard loss for Carson Wentz. He did not get that ball back to the line of scrimmage and three yards shy of the line of scrimmage. I mean, the refs blow that call completely. And then they go down and get that touchdown. That even more got my stomach turning. Like, man, we have clearly been outplaying them in the first half, but it's 14 to well, it's six. Cause they, you know, the extra yeah. point, yeah. but, um, but, but, but at that point I was like, they shouldn't even be in this game, but, but here's the refs with a weird call. And, and sometimes the bounce of the ball goes that way against our team. We know that, you know, um, but here, let's, 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 let's get to this though. I mean, dude, I think the story of the game is, is DK Metcalf. It was the DK Metcalf show out there, man. 10 catches, 177 yards, another drop touchdown pass, by the way, he could have two more touchdown catches this season. Uh, maybe even more because uh, there was one, some that he missed in the middle of the field. Maybe he would have broken tackles. Anyway, whatever. That's beside the point. Ten catches, 177 yards. His uh, penalties that he was able to draw, especially on the first drive against Slay and and other other folks, was great. Um, just can you just talk about DK Metcalf and 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 let's just I mean hey why, let's just heap some praise on our guy. I mean, it feels like we're always talking about him and, you know, rightfully so the guy is just a freak of nature. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, yeah, he, he almost dragged that defender across the goal line <laughs> for that first catch <laughs> yeah, that first 50 yard. And, and anytime I see that ball go like a mile high from Russ, I know something good's going to happen. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Uh, so I just stood up out of my seat and put my hands up. I thought it was gonna be a touchdown. It wasn't, but um, the guy, I don't know. Like I said, he, he's probably the only guy that loves playing Philly more than me. Uh, <laughs> he, he can't stop that guy. Yeah. And I, no one can. No. Uh, we've seen Darius Slay is one of the best corners still in the league. And um, man, he, had, he's, he even said it after the game. He's like, yo, that's on me. And it's not Darius. I'm here to tell you, you know, he does that to everybody and you know, don't take it personal. It's just business. Um, incredible. What the, and it's wild that he catches that one, with the guy draped on him with one arm. And then the next one, he drops the, like the 40, 30, 40 yard touchdown. He, he kind of, ta- he would have had 200 two touchdowns. It seems like with DK, you know, I mean, look, obviously, Hey, one of probably the, in the top three receivers in the league right now uh, for his age and for the potential down the line, I, he's, he's going to be number one at some point. If he keeps going the way he's going, I love him to death, but he does tend to have some drops sometimes. And I think that's just sort of what we we're going to get with him from time to time. But Hey, he's going to catch more than he drops. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like T.O., like just a freak of nature in a league of their own. Do they have the most sure hands? No, not to like the caliber of a Randy Moss or, or some of these other guys, but yeah, you get the ball in his hand or you just give him a chance. Yeah. He's going to catch, you know, I, you know, I think T.O. led the league in drops a couple of years, but he also led the league in receiving and touchdowns like all those years. And he so seems, uh, yeah, and he seems to me too, and people can let us know how they feel, Seahawkspod at gmail.com. But I, I see DK also like maturing just as a player, as a as a 
as a guy out there on the field as these games and, and years are rolling along. And that's really fun to watch. Like, I think it's, he's almost like, what was he getting Slay upset with on that first drive? Because that seemed like a very savvy veteran move to kind of get that guy off his game a little bit, draw a couple penalties. I mean, you don't really see a, a young guy like DK with that kind of savvy that often. But for me, like I'm saying, I think that's like super positive to see him sort of, I don't know, like growing into his role on the team and, and using some of these sort of like tricks of the trade. Yeah. No, I, He's adding more weapons to his toolbox, if, if that's what you want to say. He's yeah. just, um, you know, because those penalties are just as crucial as catches. And I know they don't look as sweet on the stat sheet, but um, I think it was D-Hop the other day said they should start adding those penalties because he gets a lot called against him or drawn. Mm -hmm. um, they should start adding those to our receiving yards. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to inflate those numbers. Well, was he just, for that one. what did you see on that where, where Slay was coming after him? Was DK just – he was just being physical and out physical in him. And it was frustrating slight. I think that's what all these guys, like even Gilmore, when Gilmore, you know, um, you know, cause they're not going to, there's still alpha males over there too. And yeah. like, they're not backing down from a challenge and like they're, they're outweighed They're you know, the height, their the height, the reach, everything. And so honestly, what do they got to lose? Go yeah. at them. That's what, you know, yeah. that's what I would do. It's what you want to see out of a competitor, but DK Metcalf is a different type of beast. Yeah. And yeah. it's one that we haven't seen before it, is, is really. It makes me excited to watch him play the Rams again because everybody, all the commentators, everybody's given Jalen Ramsey so much credit for that game that they played a few weeks ago. But as we pointed out here on the podcast, it's more that Russ wasn't putting the ball up for DK. I, in my opinion, it was a little bit of both. I mean, Rams yeah. is obviously a great player. But it was a he little is. bit that DK wasn't given the opportunities as much against Jalen Ramsey. And I, DK is, seems like a guy who's motivated by these kinds of slights. I mean, he even said on social media that Jim Schwartz, uh, on the Eagles side of the ball, a coach over there, said that D, told DK to DK's face that he's not quite Megatron yet. And then DK went out and had that game he had the other night. So he seems like one of these guys who's who's fueled by that. We've had players like that before. Richard Sherman, you know, Michael Jordan was fueled by these kinds of things. So I can't wait to see them play the Rams, man. Yeah, and and like you're saying, just the the opportunities, and I think that's going to change. I think even if he is, you know, manned up on him the whole game, Russ is going to take the shots. He's going to, you know, like there's some guys you don't you don't go out of your way to throw at. Champ Bailey, uh, you know, yeah. a lot of these Hall of Famers. <laughs> right. And I'm not calling Jalen, you know, a, a Hall of Famer yet, but I mean, he's trying to know that direction. Um, it's, uh, there's, you just don't take the chance. And uh, I think this, this time around, our guys proved enough that those chances are coming his way. And um, to me, what I love most about Metcalf is that he doesn't have to get the ball to be effective. He can draw a penalty he, and he doesn't pout. You know, there's a lot of receivers out there. If they don't get the ball, you know, they voice their frustration, you know, whether in the huddle to the quarterback exchange with the coach on the sideline, you see it. I mean, that Arizona game where he had little to no role when Russ was going off uh, Lockett had 15 for 200 and, and three touchdowns or whatever. Uh, DK just went to the sideline, had the game face on, came out, made a hundred yard tackle on buddha and then he almost won the game with that hitch mm -hmm. if it were not for a hold mm -hmm. so if you want to count another touchdown yeah you know, I hate oh to yeah that's memories, right. partner yeah yeah but uh 
he he took that 50 yards for a touchdown to ice the game and that's just i mean that's a special mindset um to to just stay with it and trust you know that you know you're doing the right thing yeah well speaking of staying with it let's talk about the defense for a little bit i mean just much improved playing great here down the stretch and that's what you want it seems to me that this is proof that jamal adams makes a huge difference because while he was gone, you know, not so great. He's come back for a couple games and, and making a real impact. Last night, six tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss. Um, it's weird to have a DB leading the team in sacks, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, yeah, they look I great. Think my, yeah. boy Law, my boy Law Dog might have done that. Either that or you know, Chris Clement had 10. But Law, Law had like six or six and a half, too. <laughs> yeah, well, he could get after it. I mean, let's go ahead. Let's let's gloat about the defense, man. They needed to step it up uh, early in the season, and it seems like they have. It is. But, you know, I, I like what we have, five or six sacks again? Uh, I think six. I stats. Six or seven. Six sacks. I remember them again, saying so six like at that. one point, yeah. That pass rush is coming to life. I'm looking at it now. Jamal with another sack, six and a half. I think he's played four games this year. Uh, <laughs> KJ Wright, just KJ, just. I mean, great, great sack. How about that fourth down deflection? Absolutely, the ball down. huge play. Getting in the lane. Uh huh. I mean, you know that guy. And for a guy to move to a different position at year ten, yeah. after he's been everything for the Hawks for eight and a half, nine years at will. Mm-hmm. That's got a that's got a way heavily just like man, but you know he he took it in stride and he said I'm gonna do whatever whatever you think is gonna make us a better defense. Yeah, and and he's still out there kicking ass. Well, so shout out to KJ, dude. You know we're gonna on this podcast we'll beat the drum for KJ forever because he's a guy who and I've said it's we've said it before. I don't know if he's gonna get the national accolades and awards and stuff after his playing days are done. Who knows? I he should. I hope he does, but who knows. But it's in terms of like Seahawks players and with Seahawks fans, you might as well write that guy's name on the ring of honor right now. He's definitely going to be on the like all so. Seahawks team. He'll never pay for another dinner in Seattle ever again. He's going to be a fan favorite forever. I mean, you can't overstate uh, how unsung he is and how important he is to this team, I think. And I mean, I don't know if Bobby Wagner would be what Bobby Wagner is even without KJ Wright right there. I, KJ Wright's just, yeah. he's, he's, I mean, I love him. No, yeah, it's to me, it's the two best linebackers in in the league, and it's been that way. The only other two that were battling for a few years was uh, Keekley and Thomas Davis. Um, that's the only other two that I would say, okay, these guys are as legit in terms of tandems. I mean, it's one of the greatest I've seen in league history. Yeah, to be honest, uh, they complement each other so well, and um, yeah, they'll both be in there for sure. Um, Diggs with the interception, Kuna Ford. Kuna, Kuna big Kuna. Um, yeah. Jay Reed had some big hits on the, you know, one on that draw. He destroyed that running back. Uh, so yeah, Mayawa, it was, you know, by committee, man. Everybody got got involved, and uh, so that that's huge. And you see what it's doing for for us on the back end, um, in terms of yeah, 215, 45 pass attempts. My question is, okay, and this is why. Since his injury, the ACL, I don't think we've seen Wentz run enough. And and I think that's why, you know, forcing him to just be a pocket passer, I don't think he's there. Yeah. And then, you know, that's what the numbers well, are showing anyways. Neither does Brian Greasy. He was hammering him on the broadcast, man. Everything Wentz did, Greasy was just like, this guy's terrible. And I was like, whoa. Like, at one point, even I was like, oh, take it easy there, Grease. I mean, 
Did Carson Wentz pee in his Cheerios or something? Like, my goodness. But, I mean, dude, I, like, we got to just be honest about it. Like, for whatever reason, I mean, Carson Wentz, former MVP of the league, but just doesn't seem like he has it right now. And uh, for the Eagles, if you're an Eagles fan, it might seem like the best idea for the team is to just shut him down. Not, I'm not saying end it or anything, but just, like, give him a rest, give him a break to get his head right or something. Something's not right. I, I'm telling you, He's absolutely. missing open because reads. You, you, yeah, there was a couple sacks or yeah, I know the pressure, it, it got there. It didn't get there that quick. And, you know, I'm not a quarterback. And of course I'm sitting on the couch, but you know, you see pressure come this way. There's a vacated area zone right there. Yeah. And there was a couple of times where like the guy's wide open, like checking hot and just not taking the chance, not throwing it to him, just taking the sack, like either get rid of the ball. And that's like, that's day one shit, man. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you got a guy like Miles Sanders, and even Boston Scott hasn't been running the ball bad. Um, and and Corey Clement, they had eight car- nine carries total. Right. Like it was a one score game for most of the game. What are you what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Especially know, when man. your quarterback is missing open targets or literally just not throwing the ball to open guys. Um yeah, how many of those balls were underthrown? They were saying on the broadcast, like he's got to step in, put it out there, and he's he just seems timid. And it just, I mean, again, far be it for me Unsure to play armchair psychiatrist or anything, but he just seems in his head about something. And and we know he's a better player than that, dude. Chris Carson, looking good, coming back. I mean, first play of the game, Russ rips that swing pass to him, and Carson looks fast. He gets down the sidelines. I mean, they call it back for stupid holding, but um. But he, he catching the ball out of the backfield looks great. Running people over, that run was nice. That was beautiful. It was, I mean, and something that we have been longing to see, you know, ever since the great Marshawn Lynch. Right. Uh, but, um, and that's what it was, man. It was just, he made a couple, it was great blocking, initial blocking. He made a great cut and, you know, kept going out to the right. And then he just met two or three defenders and it just looked like they wanted no part of it. Like mm-hmm. Even what I forget what number he was, and I'm not gonna call him out. <laughs> but he just like stood there. He just like, like, ooh, do I go? Do I go? Do it not? You got him. You got. Him. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Establishing that personality, you know, like, uh, and I think that's what DK is doing too. Like, just that tough, hard nose. Uh, it's gonna be a long day when you play us Seahawks thing that we're used to. And I think both those guys are are helping to establish that. Uh, Carson ends up with eight carries for 41 yards and a touchdown. Great return for him. I, yeah, awesome, and um, yeah, he could do it. He could do it all at the backfield. Um, we're running it. Yeah, it's great to have that guy back. It was just cool to see the defense pick up the offense. Is what it felt like to me a little bit. You know, the offense had their opportunities, but for whatever reasons, couldn't cash it in most of the time. And we needed the defense to step up, and they did. You know, Quandre Diggs interception. That was the Eagles were in the red zone driving. You know, KJ's bat down of Carson's fourth down pass, like you said. It, the defense was there when we needed them, and and. That's what you need from this team because the offense is great, but they're not going to, you know, it's hard. I mean, it's the NFL. You're going against NFL defenses. It's not going to be there every drive. You got to work in tandem. So it's nice to see them gelling. And we, you know, and we missed, we had, we had a pretty solid game offensively. Um, You know, I thought Russell played a very great game in terms of uh, just being efficient. Yep. Um, That, that throw to DK, if he gets that one, it's another, you know, he has another 40 yards to him and a touchdown. So, but it's just not giving the other team more opportunities, you know, and that's, um, 
yeah, so it was it was great to see the defense, you know, hold firm for the first uh, first half or so, first three quarters really. Yeah, um, yeah, they really did. You know, they 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 played a, they played a solid game. Yeah. So what you're saying is you think the Seahawks could do? Sorry, my phone's going off. I'm not being professional. So what you're saying to me, Lofa Tatupu, yeah. is you think that was a ten thousand dollar fine back in the day. <laughs> oh no! You're lucky Mike Homer is not here. <laughs> What you're saying to me is you think the Seahawks could have done more to help themselves win the game at the beginning of the game? Oh, that's something I think I've said from time to time. I've never heard that. <laughs> and I've never said that. Uh, no. Uh, I think we could have capitalized on a couple more opportunities. Well, whatever. You know, we win the game. It, it was all good. Uh, one thing, though, that we might be able to work on is uh, Hail Mary knockdown drill is there anything more frustrating than seeing a hail mary completed i mean we touched on it a second ago but uh just put dk back there have him knock it down what's what's going on i mean yeah i'll knock it down he might catch it and run it back 100 yards <laughs> he'll do something yeah no, he'll do something yeah um but uh yeah it's it's tough like you know you really because you, you're taught to, to find a guy and just box him out to play basketball and when you get to it, just knock the ball down. Um, you know, I don't know. It's luckily I've never had a Hail Mary completed on me. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. And thank God I'm retired, so it'll never happen. But it is frustrating, man, to watch. It's like, especially that one was just like there was so much space. Yeah. Um, was that really a Hail Mary, though? Or was it one know. that just like turned into a Hail it's Mary? A prayer, like, prayer ball. Hey, before we get out of here, let's check in on our zone-in player. Lofa or I or both of us pick a zone-in player to zone in on while you're watching the game. Why is it a zone-in player? Well, because Lofa's company is Zone In CBD. You guys can find it online, zoneincbd.com, or just pick it up in person while wearing a mask at any Bartell drugstores up there in the PNW. Uh, Lofa, our zone-in player for this week was KJ Wright, our man. We touched on him earlier. Um the line that I think you had set for him was eight tackles and a turnover. Mm-hmm. He ended the game with how many tackles? Five. I think four solos, one assist. Four believe, solos, right? two tackles for loss, one sack. I mean, a great stat line. However, if you took the over, or sorry, the under on KJ Wright, you're a winner, and we'll pick one out at random, send you guys a gift package from uh, Zone In CBD. But, uh, I mean, he had a great game, just not the right stat line. I'm appealing that because he – it was a turnover on downs that he forced. So. Ah. Oh, no. We got to go yeah. to the judges. Uh, let's see here. He knocked down the fourth and two. Tabulating I mean, their results here. Uh, yeah. It does Turnover on downs does not go down as an official turnover, though, does it? No. Mm. No. I don't know. Then I, I don't think we can count it. Whatever, man. I mean, it's your company. What do you want to do? You want to count it? You don't want to count it? CBD? I mean, it's, you're the one giving out the gift. I feel like you're kind of in charge of this here. It counts. All right. Whoever, whoever said. Yeah, but he whoever still got plays. under eight tackles. He still got under eight tackles, though. Yeah. Yeah, the under. The under wins. <laughs> the, no, under. Yeah, the, <laughs> the under still wins, but we'll let the turnover stand. All right, fine. So yeah. we'll pick out someone from the unders there. That's a wrap for us yeah. on the Seahawks podcast, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back later in the week to preview the New York Giants. All right, let's break it down. What do you want to break it down to? Me? You want me to do it? 
Yeah, you give give me something, man. You're it's not exhausting gonna, coming up with it. You're not gonna time, like it, you know. You're not gonna like it if you let me do it. I'm not gonna like it. Last night, Brian Greasy, the commentator mentioned before, uh, said something out of context that I thought was hilarious. See, Lofa, when I watch football games, I listen to the commentators. I like to take phrases that they say and pull them out of context, and then just laugh like a seventh grader on my couch. And uh, last night, Brian Greasy said that the Eagles. The, uh, or the, sorry, that the Seahawks were lining up in a man-beater formation, which made me just start giggling because I wondered if anyone else has ever been in a man-beater situation before. Or <laughs> Hey, Lofa, you ever found yourself in a man-beater? In between a man-beater? That's what Creasy said. You're right. Maybe I should take this Find yourself in a man-beater. <laughs> so I think we should break it down to man-beater. You know, it's yeah, a great Hall & Oates song from the 80s. <laughs> He's a man-beater. I think that's what DK Metcalf is. He's a man beater. She's a man. Was it beater? No, No, she's a man eater, eater, right? Yeah, but I think every time DK Metcalf scores on man to man coverage, we just start playing that song. He's a man beater. Just have the music queued up. (laughs) Man, DK loves beating men. He's a man beater. Guy's an absolute savage. Let's just break it down to uh, yeah, DK Metcalf, the Kalen Zacharias Metcalf. No, how dare you? You told me it's mine. I'm we're breaking it down to man beater. Come on, everybody, get in here. Good practice. Good practice. Lofa, put those orange slices down. Get over here. Put your hand in. Come on, get over here. No, not doing it. Chris Carson, the squeezes are for after practice. Put those down. Get over here. Should break it down to Chris Carson's return. Should. All right. Man beater on three, man beater on me. One, two, three. Yeah, you didn't say it either, did you? <laughs> man beater on three, man beater on me. You can't even fucking talk right now. One, two, three. Man beater. <laughs> Come on. Katie, save that one. Just, just save that one. That's the one. You gotta do. Come on, we gotta do this as a team. Are you kidding? This is a unity thing. That's no. why we break it down. No, you got it. You got it. <laughs> oh man! Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.